0: Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Grasbowski, and this is a blind entrepreneurship bonus episode brought to you by Penji, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision to profitability. In today's webinar or Penji Masterclass series, we spoke with two female business owners about some of the sacrifices they've had to make to make sure and attain their version of success. Crystal Johnson is the owner of Nostalgia Well Spa, a mobile massage company. And Danielle Bilbrook is the owner of Broad Digital Agency. Some of the highlights of this episode include how their personal and romantic relationships have suffered due to their career journey, things they both do to keep themselves going during tough times, challenges they faced as women in male-dominated industries, and misconceptions of entrepreneurship. I wanted to highlight this episode in particular, which was, by the way, done during a Penji Masterclass series that we shoot every Tuesday at 10 a.m. EST um, over on our Facebook, uh, the Penji Facebook page that's usually live uh, and can be done. It can be viewed on Facebook if you don't want to wait a week or so, but this Podcast. this interview series is much different than all of the other ones that I've done, particularly because it's giving the perspective of a female versus the perspective of me, the male. Um, you could tell that the, through the communication that the vibe was very unique. The uh, vibe was very much so positive in nature and just overall really honest and thoughtful and valuable conversations. Check it out.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another Penji Masterclass. Today's discussion is personal versus professional sacrifices for success. My name is Sakina. I'm the director of partnerships here at Penji, and I'll also be the moderator of this panel. So I have two incredible guests here with me today. I have Danielle Bilbrook and Crystal Johnson. And at this time, I'll allow them to introduce themselves in full and tell you a little bit about who they are and what they do. So uh, Crystal, you want to start and just tell people a little bit about what you do and and who you are?
2: Yes. um, Thanks for having me on. My name is Crystal Johnson, and I'm the owner of Nostalgia Wellness and Aesthetic Spa. It is a mobile spa company. We do massages, facials, and um, we also do braid bars at like events, um, festivals, and things of that nature. Um, We're mobile, so we go out to our clients, and um, we also hand make uh, spa products. So we make things for at home so that you're comfortable we come out to your home and you can also create an atmosphere of relaxation and peace at home as well. So we make aromatherapy candles, body scrubs, body butters, um nice. bath
3: bombs. So nice. yeah, that's a bit about
2: me. Awesome. Thanks, Crystal.
1: And Danielle, what about you?
3: I am the owner of Broad Digital. Uh, We are a digital consultancy and agency. I specialize in inbound marketing, so that's uh, social media, content, email, some SEO integration as well. Um, I have worked with clients that are down to like your average mom and pop restaurant, retail (laughs) shop, all the way up to uh, bigger tech clients like Microsoft, Twitter, Western Digital. Wow. Um, and kind of have uh, industry experience all over the place, whether that is a restaurant or retail, finance, tech, law, nonprofit so uh, yeah that's uh, that's kind of what we do.
1: Awesome, so you both are would you consider yourself entrepreneurs? Yeah okay yeah, I
2: definitely consider myself an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, so the entrepreneur lifestyle is one that's extremely hard. It's um, extremely soul bearing. And a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes things that go into it. So can you both explain what were some of the biggest sacrifices that you had to make once entering the world of entrepreneurship? And were you surprised about any of those things that you had to give up? Uh, Chris, do you want to start?
2: Uh, yeah, so that was like a two part question. I'm trying to remember the first part. So, um, some of the sacrifices, yep, yeah. Um, so I'm a mother as well, um, as an entrepreneur, and I'm a nurse also. So, I still work my full time job, I have my child, and I'm an entrepreneur. So, um, just juggling time, um, basically um is the biggest sacrifice um Mm. so i have to make sure that i am raising my child properly so like Mm -hmm. that's the hardest part i should say so um i do also have to um you know fund everything that i'm doing so i still have to keep my full-time job as i grow my business so Mm -hmm. time was the biggest sacrifice and um as far as business versus um, personal or professional versus personal, there were times when, um, I guess the biggest mm. thing that I gave up was friendships.
0: Also, mm. because
2: well. um, there were different avenues that I did incorporate my friends in with the business. Um, they have really good talents and things that they're doing that will still you know, be beneficial towards, you know, what I'm doing, but just mixing the two was kind of it was really difficult. So I did lose like friendships in the process. But it's Mm. a learning experience. I'm definitely growing and, you know, it's a lot that I would tell myself before, you know, starting out like shit did this, did that. So there was a few different sacrifices, but you know, just juggling all of it is like,
3: you know, a work in progress.
1: Definitely. Danielle, what about you? What were some of the sacrifices you had to make?
3: Yeah, um, I, a lot of what Crystal said is is totally accurate in mm-hmm. my experience as well. Uh, when I first started out, I had just uh, quit a full-time job and jumped right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> I think just uh, ease of mind was a, a sacrifice <laughs> in in some ways. Uh, not knowing necessarily mm-hmm. if this was really going to work out, if people were actually going to pay me, if I was actually going to be able to pay <laughs> my bills, mm-hmm. uh, adjusting to life without direct deposit, uh, paying for <laughs> goods. Uh, yeah. and then, of course, you know, not having things like, it's little things that you don't think about necessarily, like PTO, like, PTO doesn't exist when you're your own boss, right? And so I'm not working, I'm not making money. And a lot of times I'm actually spending money because I'm hiring a contractor to come in and do some of the work that I had available. Uh, So that's, those are definitely big ones. And I think like Crystal said too, time and relationships. Uh, When I first started out, um, you know, at least Uh, as as a woman in business I was dating at the time and it was tough it was really Mm -hmm. tough to date people who didn't understand that like I was busy all the time like Mm -hmm. you know I'm sorry like we we had a great date but it's got to be an early night (laughs) really long day tomorrow We're like no I can't see you this weekend I'm working Uh, some people too uh, threatened by a Mm. show you know so there was a lot of that um, but yeah. And then once I, uh, I also had a full-time job for a little while in the middle of my entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial stint and yeah, more, more time and constantly working like seven days a week, like Crystal was talking about.
1: Yeah. And you talked about how people might not understand your lifestyle unless they're a part of it um what about with your families both of you um did you feel like you grew apart from them or you had to distance yourself in order to get to where you wanted to be at all danielle you want to go take that
3: sure uh you know i i talked to my family about it a lot before i jumped in so they kind of knew what i was doing um my mom's probably going to see this she likes to call me in the middle of the work day no matter if I'm on my own or not so <laughs> uh not not necessarily I think it was just it was a little bit tougher with family for them to understand that like even though I work from home and I work for myself and I set my own hours that doesn't mean that I'm available all the time I think mm, a lot of people think, yeah oh because like you do what you want you run your own business that oh. that means just like around whenever right. I, I would do. Um, that was especially tough at holidays because again, no PTO, mm-hmm. uh, no paid holidays. And so there were times where I would have to leave the room to work and you know, that didn't go over so well with my <laughs> parents. So I wouldn't yeah. say that there was distance. I think there was just communication about like what this actually means.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Crystal, what about for you
2: and, and your family? Um, yeah, there's definitely, um, distance with Mm. my family. We live like, it's not that far from each other, but it's like 40 minutes away, but Mm -hmm. I just don't have a lot of time to be Mm. able to spend with them. So, um, I didn't discuss it with anyone beforehand. I mean, everyone knew that I was starting my business, but, um, I just really, don't have the time so it brings a strain but it makes me um I just have to plan better and plan more so Mm -hmm. everything is not really sporadic it's thought out planned. I have to work everything into the schedule because I feel like it's important for Mm -hmm. me to still have um you know good relationships with my family still be able to have different outlets and I love spending time with my family so it's like Mm -hmm. an outlet for me so um it's just really planned I mean and then I have a great support system as far as with my son a lot of my family are available for that but just Mm. spending time with them is is kind of a strain but again it's just planning and the time around that
1: do either of you notice like a generational disconnect kind of like for me I noticed with my parents they were raised to kind of work in the same job for years and years and their parents were raised the same way and with us, it's like, well, at least for me, it's kind of like they don't really understand <laughs> the work that I do. They don't really know what a startup is or, you know what I mean, or, or really understanding what entrepreneurship is. Do you both notice that with your parents or grandparents that they don't really understand the work that you do? Oh, Crystal, you can go.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. My parents, um, I guess are a little different they're not very very traditional um, mm. because we moved around quite a bit so my dad is um, now a pastor but he started out as a minister of music so we moved to different places for him to like revamp different churches so he's used to like that moving around so I guess that's where I get that from too like okay yeah. well I have to figure this out it might not be you know... I guess that's where the risk-taking comes Mm -hmm. in because, like, growing up, it was kind of risky. Like, okay, well, we're going to move to this country or we're going to move to this city. And then Mm -hmm. my mom had a business. um, She did a daycare, so she did her business as well. But, like, talking to my aunts or stuff and stuff like that, they're like, well, what about your 401K or what Mm -hmm. about this? Benefits and stuff, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... um, I mean, that does play a part. And Mm -hmm. my mom, of course, she's like, well, Crystal, you have to make sure, you know, you get benefits, your health insurance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I just have to pay out of pocket. Like, yeah." it's not going to just come, you know, traditionally. So that is a conversation. I mean, they understand to a degree because they did, you know, have businesses. But of
3: course, like, it's still a little different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Danielle, what about you?
3: Uh, Crystal, you and I have very similar stories just in general. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, we moved around a lot too when I mm. was running. My, uh, my dad worked for Coca-Cola and uh, wow. <laughs> We, we grew up in North Dakota, don't be jealous or anything, uh, but uh, you know, we were moving around constantly in, in the state uh, when my dad would, you know, get transferred or promoted or something, um, and my mom also ran a daycare for a while, so. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. They're like the same person, it's weird.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think they both, uh, there was an element of understanding, and like, like, my dad understands that, like, I kind of get my restlessness from all of that moving around that happens. Um, but I think mm-hmm. that uh, it was a little bit easier for me. Like, I'm, I'm kind of coaching my brother on how to start his own business because he's got a lot of different ideas for things. And I noticed that they're a little bit different with him. Um, I don't know why that is necessarily. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just kind of like the traditional idea of, like, man as provider for his family or what that looks like but i do see it a lot in my parents there where you know there is kind of this uh this idea that yeah you're supposed to stay in the same job and like Mm -hmm. once you have a family you provide for the family like that's Mm -hmm. what and i think for them when they were growing up and when they were in their 20s and 30s people who started businesses were people who had a lot of money and Mm -hmm. so when they look at me and they're like (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you don't yeah. have a lot of money. Like, right. I don't really know what right. you're doing here. <laughs> so, um, so I think that there is that that conversation that gets had a lot, which is, like, c- people don't stay at companies for 20 years anymore, Mm-mm. you know? Uh, companies aren't, aren't loyal to employees a lot of times. Right. And so yeah. uh, right. to me, like, when I got started, it was, like, candidly, you know, why would I – more or less marry one company, then like date them all, sort of. Right. So, <laughs> oh, nice. uh, that was that was kind of my thinking. And I, I don't think that they necessarily know yeah. what to do, even though they do see that companies aren't loyal to employees right. often anymore. So.
1: Right. Their idea is that if it's a good, quote unquote, good job that you should right. stay in it no matter what, as long as you're able to provide. And right. I think with right. us, uh, at least for millennials, I can say we prioritize. Our, uh, work ba- our work our uh, work home balance more than anything our mental health and you know our our spiritual health as well um, i actually want to get into that a little bit um, because i know that the journey that you both are on can be like i said very soul-bearing and, and very difficult um, so how do you both practice self-care and protect your energy and your mental health danielle you want to start
3: yeah, definitely start with me because I'm so good at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
1: any of us are are good at it.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, like it's a constant, it's a constant battle, right? Uh, it's it's a constant battle of me mentioning, gosh, I really need to like go get a massage or like go to the chiropractor or something, and mm-hmm. you know, my boyfriend being like, you know, you've said that every day for like six weeks now, maybe right. really go and do uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think, um, for me, it's, it's deciding really intentionally when to shut my computer down and be done for the Mm -hmm. end of the night. And that has, uh, that's been kind of an up and down sort of a thing, of course, that that changes Mm -hmm. if I have, um, some contracts that really need working on like some really important deadlines, but I really try to be intentional about that. Um, I try to be intentional about taking my weekends too. Uh, you know, when we're entrepreneurs, we don't always have like a ton of money. And in some of those like drier months, then, you know, you have to be uh, a little bit more creative about those kinds Mm -hmm. of things. So, um, taking time for myself to read, uh, getting up early in the morning, even, and just Mm -hmm. reading the news, um which has been more stressful as of late, but like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> overall, you know, uh, being able to kind of take that time for myself and really being intentional about it, making sure that that I understand that it's, it's serving me, it's giving me um, reserves to really be able to, to go at the day with.
1: Mm-hmm. Crystal, what about for you? How do you practice self-care, if at all?
2: Yeah, um, I practice it as much as I possibly can. Um, So I'm in, you know, a self-care business and um, also being a nurse. I mean, sometimes we don't remember to take time to, you know, just take care of ourselves. We're constantly pushing it, and constantly taking care of other people. um, But it's like very intentional for me to take care of myself. So um, I try to, you know, journal in the morning, read Mm -hmm. motivational things like early, Mm -hmm. like as soon as I wake up. I have like things by my bed so that I can, like, it's certain go to things. Like, sometimes I may forget, or if I'm re- feeling really full, it's like, okay, I can kind of skip it, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: like, you have to get back to it. So,
3: yeah.
2: I just make sure that, you know, when I do have some downtime, I try to make a massage appointment. Um, it doesn't happen as often as it should happen. Mm-hmm. and being a massage therapist is like you know the benefits like why are you- <laughs> right doing it. but um right. it's just like just making sure and i have to be full especially to give that positive energy all the time yeah. um i i read like you know self-help books um mm-hmm. i do more of like audio so i'm always on the road so i listen to audio books all the time um yeah so it's a lot of different things that you have to, you know, put in there. And I want to remain positive. So mm-hmm. reading is definitely a big thing that I do, especially like audiobooks, um, mm-hmm. like little positive quotes I have around the house. I do mm-hmm. that. Um, I go to the spa as often as I can. Maybe I try to do it like once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it still can be a struggle. It can yeah. be expensive. Um, yeah, for sure. with... Um, being an entrepreneur, but I feel like it's very important to incorporate that into your life or it's just really, it feels terrible, like off balance so
1: Mm -hmm. definitely one thing I I noticed is that self-care is also more than just the physical things that you do it's also for me it's like being selfish when you have to not in a bad way but like being able to say no being able to set boundaries like I can't go to that event tonight or I can't commit to this obligation Um, sometimes you have to cancel plans Um, and those things aren't bad as you know if it's protecting your your energy and, and your mental health I think being selfish can also be a good thing. So that's one thing I've, I've learned.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: What keeps you both going, uh, especially during times where you want to give up? Was, is there like a motivation or something that you look to? Is it, is it family? What are some of those things that keep you going? Danielle, you want to start?
3: Uh, sure. Um, that's a, a really good question. Um, I think because I, I don't like the alternative (laughs) Mm. Um, I really I I like being my own boss I like uh, having the freedom that comes with it I know that you know this is a lot about like our sacrifices that we make for success Uh, the benefits for me have have changed me Um, Mm -hmm. you know when I was looking at full-time work for a brief period uh, it was like okay I need to be able to work from home like a fair Mm -hmm. amount of time. Um, I need unlimited vacation. I'm not messing around with 10 PTO days again. Like that's insane. You know, when I can right now, um, you know, if my boyfriend has time off and we want to go to the mountains or we want to go somewhere for the weekend, I can bring my computer and I can work from the plane. I can work from the airport. Mm. Um, so I don't want to go back to a situation where that's not the case. Uh, so I think it's really more that uh, just out of fear of having to go back to the alternative and get really, really restless. I also have a pretty severe ADHD and so being in an office environment is actually pretty awful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get so little done uh, because yeah. I get distracted by everything. And mm-hmm. so, as a result of that, I think it's just, it's it's remembering the feeling of being stuck in an office and feeling like I had to be there at a certain time. You gotta mm-hmm. clock in, you gotta clock out, you gotta make sure that people see you, you can all mm-hmm. take an hour for lunch, mm-hmm. like, people can just <laughs> yeah. like randomly pull you into meetings whenever they oh, want right. to, uh, so I think I think that's the big thing. Long-term goal is, uh, boyfriend and I are trying to uh, ultimately Permanently, uh, if not semi-permanently, moved to Spain in uh, about seven years. And mm-hmm. so saving money to be able to do that, that's the nice. other big, the big goal.
1: Yeah. And Crystal, what about for you? What keeps you going?
3: Um, it's
2: kind of different because different. Um, but I'm a nurse, so I enjoy doing what I do as far as my work is concerned. But it's more like soul work with Mm -hmm. my business like it just really makes me happy um i love to be able to give to other people to motivate other people um and i feel like if i'm not doing that it i don't feel fulfilled like Mm. i'm walking through life purposeless not that it's purposeless with doing my job but i Mm -hmm. feel like there's there's more to my life than just doing my job so i mean it's times where i don't feel motivated and i'm like i need to like get more you know people or i need to reach out to clients or i need to you know send emails or i need to you know be more productive within my business um but sometimes i have to like take a step back let me take a break let me um you know like this week i'm going to work on myself more like go to church or read the bible or read mm-hmm. um be around family so like I'll schedule in that family time because that does give me like this bolt of energy mm-hmm. and it like keeps me going forward yeah so just taking that time to take a step back from you know the regular everyday life you mm-hmm. still have to be productive I still have to put in time towards my business because I have to do that every day but just to like i'm gonna put everything everything down right now, like I'm just yeah. gonna not work like I'm gonna spend and time disconnect yeah. yeah that's <laughs> yeah.
1: so important
2: um, yeah, so I feel like I mean, I have to be refreshed, so i do I make sure I do that disconnect, like take that mm-hmm. step back, get myself in check, and then mm-hmm. I come back with a fresh perspective or a fresh you know bolt of energy. To keep
1: going. So yeah, do you think social media has made it harder for people to to just disconnect altogether? Because we're always looking at a <laughs> yes. screen. We're all even in like the work. I, I work in the tech field, obviously, so I'm looking at screens most of the day. And then we go home. We're on social media. Do you think that's had a, a harmful effect on <laughs> on just people and relationships? Danielle, looks like you have a, a good answer. <laughs> um.
3: So I. I mean, I work in social media. You mm-hmm. know. I, I do a, a lot of work uh, inside of Facebook is pretty much where I live every day for, mm. for the work that I do. And then of course, like I work for, you know, social media companies as well. Um, it So on the one hand, it's like, I have a hard time saying like, they're harmful because I'm like, they're also paying my bills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, I like I do notice, um, I do notice when I get, like, social media fatigue because, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're just, you're connected all the time. All the time, yeah. Um, And anymore, we're connected and we're constantly inundated with the news cycle and Mm -hmm. every day feels like five years. And so, like, when we start to get fatigued, like, if you work inside of it, there's really, like, no way out of it. There's no Mm -hmm. way to avoid it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that has that has felt harmful. That has felt difficult uh, to, to be able to just turn off. I've also noticed that when I do try to turn off, it takes me longer. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because we're just so wired for it. Right. Um, That now we're paying attention to a screen all the time. So it takes me longer to like really come down from it. Yeah.
1: Settle down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure.
3: settling into a, a totally new world. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed that effect on, yeah. on my life. But
1: there's sure. so many good things about it. Like you said, it, pays, it pays bills. You can create Absolutely. a career from it, you know, meet yeah. people, meet friends and stuff like that. Right. But I don't right. think humans should be wired as much as we are or, you know what I mean, connected right. that way. Um, Crystal, what about for you? Has social media been harmful or helpful?
2: Of course it's both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um i mean it's hard it is hard to to not be on social media it's like mm-hmm. you have to drive business or like even emails or mm-hmm. just communicating with um you know others through technology it's hard mm-hmm. to not it feels like you're behind like she said yeah, you're like missing out days mm-hmm. yeah like it's or five years like if you miss a day it's like oh my goodness, I, I could have missed, missed, missed whatever, stuff. whatever. Like you, you feel like you're missing out if you're not on it. So mm-hmm. it's like you want to disconnect. And even when I said like, you know, you disconnect, it's still like I got to fit it in a little bit in my day. Like I can't just completely mm-hmm. not be on social media or connected to my computer. It's like, it's a, a constant need to do that, but it can be annoying too. Like you want to just take a break and just stop and just relax your mind for a minute. But yeah. it's like a necessity and it's kind of annoying in a way yeah. too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I can see that. Uh, you often hear that it's very difficult or, or almost impossible for women to have it all, quote unquote. So that means like the career that they love, a family or romantic relationship, social life, you know, peace of mind, etc. Um, they make it seem like you have to choose one or the other. Why do you think so many women battle with finding the balance? And do you both think it's possible to have it all? Quote, unquote, Crystal, you want to start?
2: Of course, I want to have it all. And Mm -hmm. every day I live my life trying to have it all. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like a constant changing thing. I feel like it's you have to balance everything balance your home life balance your work life balance you know time to have fun or Mm -hmm. time to date like it's a lot of different things and you do feel like sometimes you have to sacrifice something like you can't it's hard to say that you can have it all but you're you're constantly striving to have it all so it's not like a, a thing where it's automatic it, it definitely takes work in order to feel like you know, everything is balanced, everything is in a row, but um it definitely takes sacrifice and planning. I feel like mm-hmm. everything can happen. You just have to figure out how to make it happen on a daily basis, basically.
1: Yeah. Planning and and, you know, committing to to those plans too as yeah, well. Yeah, and making committing talk. to
2: making to being happy. Like mm-hmm it's a commitment to yourself. Like, I want to be happy. I want to feel balanced. I want to feel like I can handle all these things that are coming my way, but you just have to, you know, do it daily. Like, okay. Like I have to fit this in. Like you have a set schedule that you're working on and you try to stick to it as much as possible and let me fit this in or let me fit that in, you know, just to make yourself feel whole and feel balanced.
1: Yeah, definitely. Danielle, what about for you?
3: Uh, I, so this is interesting just because, um, you know, I'm not somebody who wants kids necessarily. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when women talk about having it all, it's having, having the really good job, the successful job, the, the, um, successful career really to Mm -hmm. be on track to, to achieve something that they really want, Mm -hmm. but then also having like the partnership at home and having a family, having children, Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that when we're taking a look at the idea of having it all, uh, I think that there's no way, it, it should be possible. It should be possible, whether or not it is, um, I'm, I think is going to be dependent upon the person, but I think mm-hmm. it's largely based on the person you're in partnership with. Um, you know obviously like you don't need to have a partnership in order to have it all but if we're talking about like the trifecta yeah Yeah. that looks like um, you need to have somebody that's an equal partner and not somebody who is like another child Mm. Uh, that is that has been a really big learning experience for me is like you know, my boyfriend and I, when we moved in together, we have dogs. But like, you know, we were dog sitting at one point in time, and and I had to travel for work, and so that means that like, I know like you've got to take on all three dogs. Like, are you comfortable with that at this point mm-hmm. in time? Um, we we make sure that all of our chores are split evenly in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he takes care of things that I don't. Our, our domestic labor is split evenly, and we have constant conversations about emotional labor too, because that's something mm. that I think that women are constantly burdened with the the bulk of, and that's with um, you know both partnerships as well as um, you know being mothers it is like we have to take on all of this this emotional labor, whether that's you know, listening to our partner or our children at the end of the day and, like, helping them out but not getting that in return or, uh, you know, planning everything, scheduling everything, making sure everybody gets to practice on time mm. and everybody has, like, like, the grocery list is always meant to yeah. be in our head. And so I think that it would be possible to have it all if we were okay to demand that our partners um, be partners and, wow. and yeah. not be only semi-present um if we were okay to do that and then if you know if we can as a society start to build an expectation around that Mm -hmm. i don't see any reason we can't now there are going to be some things that fail and i think that in the trifecta the the imaginary trifecta of having it all um when i say imaginary i'm just talking about those three things Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think that we lose ourselves we don't talk so much about like ourselves inside of that either, right? So I have is if I have a career and I have uh, a partnership and I have um, a family, you know, where do I fit into that? Where do mm-hmm. I fit into having it all? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these are these are ongoing questions, right? But I think a ton of it um, can come from if you do have a partner, making sure that there's like an equitable split of domestic and emotional labor so that you are able to also take care of yourself and your career, as well as being a partner and a mother.
1: Mm, that's a really, really good point. Um, yeah. Crystal, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like um, it's, it's possible to find that that other half, I don't know if you're in a relationship or not, um, that understands you and is willing to take on that, that labor, like Danielle said?
2: <laughs> um, so no I don't have that right now I am I date but mm-hmm. right now it's it's basically me I can say that I'm in a relationship with my sister <laughs> so, <laughs> can you like, explain that
1: you <laughs> <laughs> might need some context on that one
2: <laughs> yeah so like my sister and I run the business so okay. um, yeah so I'm like the owner but she still splits in like labor she helps emotionally so like (laughs) within my household like i handle all my chores because it's just me and my son right um and then i do have like my family that will help with like taking my son to soccer practice or you know just being there for my son as far as that chore but like emotionally and with the business like i rely on my sister a lot like we talk Mm -hmm. a lot about what we need to do next or (laughs) um even when there is something emotional like oh Steph like I'm feeling like I gotta keep going like we have to figure out what we're going to do next but you kind of feel like sometimes you you don't feel motivated but you kind of rely on that person so yeah you definitely need a partner you need somebody Mm -hmm. that you can confide in emotionally um and then I have her as far as the business as well so when I'm pushing an agenda she's right there pushing with me so Mm -hmm. We're figuring out like, what's the next step? How are we going to, um, you know, reach out to people? She assists with like emailing or, um, going out to talk to different companies, um, going to events with me. So, um, with that partnership. I definitely do have that partnership. It's just yeah. not in like- The
1: traditional.
2: Relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so.
1: And that's fine. I mean, yeah. I guess it's as long as you have somebody, like you said, yeah, that, you, you know, you can share that somebody. that with, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, another thing, another point you made Danielle was that women a lot of time lose themselves within their family or their relationships. And I think that's a large part of why a lot of us are hesitant to start families until we accomplish, you know, we accomplish something for ourselves, and we make a name for ourselves, etc. I know that's one of the things that I think about, too. So um, I I do think that losing yourself and, and, you know, having your identity um, stuck within whatever your family or your children is uh, a big thing that women, you know, think about. I think society puts a lot of that pressure on us, too. Like when we were growing up, it's like you have to have children before this age. You have to be married before this age. And it's like I don't want. That's not necessarily the life that I want. Like, well,
3: and, well, and that's the thing is that like I I talk to so many um, young women in general who feel behind. Yeah. Because uh, and, and I like I've struggled with it too. Mm-hmm. I finally just made peace with the fact that my map is gonna go everywhere. Yeah, and, Yeah. Yeah. If people don't like that, that's, right. that sounds like a them problem. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I talked to a lot of women who, who do struggle with that, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like I've said, so I went to, um, a, a small Christian university mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the, there was a lot of pressure on women to get married and have a family like right away, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of women who did. Uh, There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of kind of like existential shame that you were supposed to feel if you didn't graduate, like with a long-term relationship where you would get married and have children. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I've gone through that piece, but I've seen a lot of my friends who started families pretty early. And it's one of the reasons that I think that startup culture inside of our generation has been so important because for women in the past, uh, in, you know, heterosexual relationships, uh, there were a lot of times where you've got like stay at home mom who has no capability to be able to make a paycheck for herself. Mm-hmm. And so is often stuck, could be stuck in a relationship then later on, where mm-hmm. either they're completely reliant on their husband,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, who may be good, but maybe he dies. And then what? I have mm-hmm. no work experience. Yeah. I have No skill
1: set. Have... Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. Or you know, if I want out of the relationship, if it's abusive, abusive. or if there's infidelity, but they can't leave because mm-hmm. there's no way for them to make money. And mm-hmm. I think that this kind of startup culture inside of our generation, I've seen it so much in young women um, my age who have started families early, who have been able to build businesses and still be stay-at-home parents, mm-hmm. and so still be primary parent, um, that it, it also allows them freedom right? Like they're able to make money and have that freedom and they can't, they feel like they're contributing because they are and they are able to leave if they need to, or survive if they need to. And they have something that's just theirs. And that to me, the idea of like losing yourself, like I, like you said, you know, it gets tough. You can start to find your identity in your children Mm -hmm. or in your family. But if you have that thing that's just yours, that you're yeah. really cultivating, that you feel like is, is something you're really building on, I think that's so important for women these days.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, with you both as business owners, what are, I don't know how big your teams are, uh, but what are some things that you do to create a healthy culture within your businesses? Um, also protect the women that you work with. Um, because we know at times we can be vulnerable to harassment and sexual assault, sexual harassment, et cetera. Um, what are some things you do to create a healthy culture? Crystal, you want to start?
2: Um, well, in in the industry that I'm in, like with massage, there can be like an underlining, you know, certain perception of like massage therapist. So, um there is a way like you have to have certain boundaries, have certain things that you're willing to talk about or not talk about. Um, you just kind of have to set, you know, standards um, within the business. But um, as far as like my teams, we um, we make sure that we're open and we talk about everything that's going on. Um, what happened on this appointment or that appointment or, you know, just, being open to different things and um reading different literature about how to approach different um scenarios and different cases because we're dealing with like the public and going out to people and being able to be safe and be um you know just be able to handle you know each and every situation there are sometimes you have to screen certain people or you know Mm -hmm. different things that you have to to do to maintain the safety but um we discuss it and we talk about, you know, different like mock um, situations or, you know, like talk through different things, like different things that you might be hit hit with. But, you know, a lot of that comes with our training in Mm. school. And then we also make sure that everyone is comfortable and be able to talk through everything because it's like a family. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Danielle, for you in the tech industry, uh, we know that this is historically been an <laughs> industry that's run by men. Uh, so what are some things you do to, to create a healthy culture, deal with double standards? I know that's something you mentioned uh, yeah. in business. And, you know, what are some things that you do?
3: I think, um, you know, for me, uh, with my business in particular, I work with mostly contractors. Uh, most of the contractors I work with are women. and We're all remote. So it's a right. little bit different with that, especially because I'm typically the one that's client-facing. Yeah, Uh, and be the client. But um, when I was uh, still doing some full time work, uh, I managed a a young woman, and I think that in that experience, for me, it was about making sure that she learned constantly every day. She was she was learning. She was building her skill set so that she would be able to grow in her career and also making sure that she sat in on conversations that I was having with other people, one, so that she understood what was going on and, um, and was learning uh, learning more about the craft just in general, mm-hmm. but uh, two, so that she could understand like how to interact with some people. You know, I, I definitely encountered in tech uh, men who, treated us like we were little kids, you know, that we Mm -hmm. didn't know what we were doing. And uh, I, maybe for better or worse, am somebody who pushes back and doesn't really tolerate it well. Um, Mm -hmm. If it's just me, sometimes it's a little bit easier to tolerate, but especially when I'm seeing it happen to somebody else, I I don't deal well with that. And Mm -hmm. so kind of making sure that she's present for conversations where I had to push back and do so mm. diplomatically, but, or, or have to stop somebody and say like, you interrupted them, like, you know, mm. Will you please let them finish. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, uh, before I was even in a supervisory position, encouraging conversations, open conversations about pay uh, was a big thing, mm-hmm. um, making sure that you, you know, you understood what the pay guidelines were and what, what parity looked like. Uh, and whether or not you should bring something to somebody's attention, making sure that you were open about that. Um, so I think having open, honest conversations and and mentoring young women has been mm. something that I've I've tried to do inside of my environment, um, mm-hmm. just to to make sure that they know to be able to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I've done work inside of agencies, I've been surrounded by teams of women and. Sometimes I'm the person that has to deliver the message to the person in charge that like, no, what you're asking for is not acceptable or no, the way you're speaking to that person is not acceptable. Uh, And somebody has to do it. I have been fortunate in my career that I've been in a position each time where I didn't feel like my job was on the line. If I spoke up or if it Mm. was on the line, I was going to be okay. So I think when you are in that position and not everybody is, when you are in that position, it's important that you speak up Mm -hmm. on behalf of other people and, and set the example and be, be the loud person in the room if you have to, Mm. Um, because you're setting an example for other people, but you're also helping them get what they need.
1: Yeah. Definitely. That's a really good point. And it does feel good when you feel like you can speak up and be your true authentic self and not have to worry about losing your job. Or I think that's one of the good things about the startup culture compared to like a corporate job is like you can, we can kind of make our own rules and, you know, tweak and finesse things to, to you know, the betterment of, of the company and the culture. Um, yeah. What are the, some of the biggest misconceptions about being an entrepreneur for both of you? Things that people might not know that happen behind the scenes. And I feel like it's uh, entrepreneurship has become like a trendy buzzword, and it looks really glamorous on Instagram and on Gary Vee videos. But <laughs> there's uh, a lot more that goes into it. So, <laughs> what, what are some of the biggest misconceptions, Crystal? You want to start?
3: Um,
2: it just takes a lot of legwork. It takes a lot of, um, you know, going into companies or talking to different people. So, um, a lot of stuff can be done through like the internet and through social media but um they some people think it just comes easy but it's like Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of work to get that like I had to send out a lot of emails Mm -hmm. I need to go knock Mm -hmm. on doors I need to go talk to people um build relationships it's just a lot of background work that you have to do um Mm -hmm. in order for it to I mean it looks like oh you're doing a lot like you're doing a lot of business like how Mm -hmm. but it's it's a lot that goes into it, like, Mm -hmm. you have to, um, you know, maintain relationships, um, constantly go and support other people, you know, people that support you, you still have to put in that work and be there and be out, you know, in the front for other people as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Danielle, for you, what's one uh, misconception?
3: Um, If it's not the, the amount of time, because mm-hmm. that is a a, a huge one yeah. uh people seem to think that like we live very glamorously when like <laughs> i gotta pay 35 percent in taxes and pay for my own mm. yeah uh, <laughs> the other one is uh everybody seems to think that because i'm self-employed i'm hurting for work mm. uh and so their their job that they want me to work on is one something i have time for and two mm. that i'm willing to take any price or do it for exposure exposure mm. bucks, which you know i paid <laughs> yeah. my, my apartment complex started accepting those now ah. <laughs> exposure bucks. <laughs> I've, I've been approached by people who want to offer me you know, the opportunity of a lifetime to essentially do all of their marketing and then not take any money from it until revenue is made. And Mm. then I get a percentage. And I'm like, that's not how marketing works, pumpkin, like at all. Um, that's where I have people who reach out and are like, Hey, I need help with X, Y, and Z. And then I, I had a friend who was like, I need help with social media for my small business. I just don't know what I'm doing. I'll pay you. And I'm like, Yeah, you're gonna pay me. I wasn't gonna right. do this for free. <laughs> um, and so even giving a friends and family discount, he's like, Are you kidding me? It's just Facebook. And I'm like, if you know how to do it, you would have done it and you were yeah. asking me. So I think the the lack of understanding around pricing and that you're paying for my experience mm. uh you're paying for all of the time and the work that it took to get me to this point point. and if mm-hmm. you don't want to pay for that you're welcome to go somewhere else mm. but like I don't like you giving me pennies here is not it's not worth my time and I'm sorry mm-hmm. please don't be offended when I turn you down but like I have other big clients that mm-hmm. do pay really well. So sure. I think that's the, the biggest one for me.
1: Yeah. I've seen that a lot with friends and family, especially. They will take advantage of you the most. So <laughs> I can yeah. definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. So can you both leave us with like one one thought or one takeaway from this conversation that you want people to, to you want to have stick with people? Crystal, you want to start? Um, well,
2: basically my same message like and something that you said um earlier too is that it's okay to be selfish like Mm -hmm. it's okay to say no it's okay to make sure that you're putting yourself first you can't um you know give anyone anything if your cup is empty like Mm -hmm. you have to fill yourself up fill yourself up make yourself happy um do the things that you need to do for yourself whether it's taking time away from people saying no i can't go to certain engagements or events um mm-hmm. take time to spend with yourself i mean if the world will be a better place if <laughs> a lot more people will make themselves happy and not rely on other people to do that for yeah. them like it's your responsibility to fill yourself up and then you can be a good person to other people so mm. um take time to take care of yourself like that's the point of it all. Yeah. So we're good people. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a sacrifice you can't make. You, cannot, you shouldn't sacrifice your self-care yeah, and, and your happiness. You yeah. For sure. Danielle, what about for you? One takeaway.
3: Uh, I think building a good support system. I think for, for me, I've seen it is really important to not just have a support system, but like who comprises that support system has been really important. Because I have friends who do not want to talk about work. It's just not something they want to do, whether it's because they don't like their jobs or they like to leave their jobs where their jobs are. And that's not me. That's not my life. I like what I do and I like talking about it. So having people in my support network who are entrepreneurs, who do think the same way I do, they're not my whole support network, of course, mm-hmm. um, but people who I can like really have that conversation with. Uh, you know, a couple of girlfriends of mine who just got into freelancing this last year, were doing like a weekly brunch get together, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where we just sit down and whether it's, you know, coffee and donuts or whatever that looks like, talking about like, these are my successes that I had this week. These are, you know, where this is where I'm struggling. This is where I really need to take care of myself and being able to encourage one another. And then I think for um, another portion of that is my mentor. Uh, my mentor, Dave, has, um, is, you know, uh, older than me and has more experience inside of this field. And so having him as a, support, a part of my support network to remind me uh, that I'm good at this when I'm facing imposter syndrome. Uh, Mm. is super important and, and to give me pointers Mm. from his wealth of experience that he has. Mm. Um, And then, you know, family or uh, for me, it's my, my partner is really there with me uh, boots on the ground day to day, uh, Mm. reminding me to take care of myself, uh, remembering that like, I don't always remember to make myself breakfast or get myself Mm. coffee. Mm. So like, he's somebody that really uh, he understands just how hard I grind mm. and he yeah. knows that like, it's really important for me. It, it helps me be my best self when he just kind of like fills in the gaps here and there, whether that's making sure that I have string cheese and hard boiled eggs, <laughs> 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 I'm hungry, or, like, yeah. grabbing coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, so for me, all of those components of my support network have been, pretty critical and I think that's something that that entrepreneurs should definitely look for so they're not doing it alone
1: definitely well thank you both for sharing your stories and your uh, incredible expertise about sacrifices for success Um, I'd like to thank everybody who is currently watching this webinar and again I'd like to give a special guest to Danielle and Crystal for joining me and sharing their stories so can you both let everyone know where they can reach you to find more or learn more about your businesses
3: Danielle uh, yeah, you can find me online. Uh, I, you can either reach me via email at danielle at digital. That's D like Danielle, A-N-I-E-L-L-E at broad, B-R-O-A-D, dot digital. Uh, or I'm on Facebook and Twitter at at Danny B Talks. It's D-A-N-I-B-E-E Talks, <laughs> Danny B Talks on both Facebook and Twitter.
1: Nice.
2: Crystal? Um, Yeah you can reach me online as well um at nostalgia well spa at gmail.com for email that's n o s t a l g i a w e l l s p a um or on um instagram it's the same nostalgia well spa and online is nostalgiawellspa.com <laughs> um, <laughs> and um Facebook is Nostalgia,
3: Wellness,
1: and aesthetics file, which is the full name of my business. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you again, ladies. This webinar was brought to you by Penji. We provide on-demand graphic design to businesses, startups, marketing teams, agencies, and more. So you can check us out at penji.co for more information. Also, the webinar will be available on our website, and also it'll still be up on our Facebook page. So people can watch it later. So another thank you to my guests, and to everyone else, have a safe and productive day.